Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions Family of Ministries and Services. This is the Institute of World Mission podcast, and today I'm joined by Gordon Doss. Gordon is a professor of mission at the World Mission Department at Andrews University. Gordon had been a missionary for many years in Malawi, serving as principal of Lakeview Seminary. Just recently, Gordon wrote a book titled Introduction to Adventist Mission. The book is a major contribution to Adventist missions. It covers key areas of concern and interest for both missionaries and missionary leaders. I'm excited to have you here today, Gordon. Welcome to the IWM podcast. Yes, Alex, it is a pleasure to be with you here. I think the first time you and I met was in Central Asia when you were over there. Uh, which country was that? Oh, yeah, I think that was in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah. I was there as a visiting speaker and you were, you were working there as a pastor. Right. Um, I was doing Adventist mission. <clears throat> okay. Right. So what year was that then, Gordon? Uh, 2006, seven, Something like something that. So like it's been that. more than 10 years. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, that is very interesting. So Gordon, we are, we are here today to um, discuss some key mission terms. And that is uh, going to be the nature of my first question. Why is it so difficult to define the word mission? Well, Alex, you know, one would think perhaps that uh, people who've been missionaries and who teach about missions and who love it would, would find it so easy to define. But in, in fact, uh, it's, it's a hard thing to define. Um, think about the different context, even in the Bible, the, the different thing that, things that God's people in the Old Testament and the New Testament were doing. Jesus Christ, of course, was the greatest missionary who ever lived. In New Testament times, then it was uh, probably Paul was the greatest known missionaries after Jesus. And yet these two uh, great missionaries of the New Testament did some things differently than were done in the Old Testament. So even in the biblical pattern, we mm -hmm. find different things being done. But now as we go through history, we look through the, hist the, the centuries of the Christian era, and we find uh, people doing really different things. Uh, so um, 100 or 200 years ago, when the Protestant uh, great, uh, uh, modern missionary movement was starting, uh, people had to get on a ship, and they had to sail months to get to the place they were going. Once they got there, they would never return. Perhaps sometimes many of them would die. Sometimes, even if they lived a long life, they would still uh, serve there a very long time. And, and, uh, and life was just different as, as a missionary. Uh, in that era, mission, uh, the mission movement went from the West to the rest, right. as we say. So it, from, it was from Europe and America uh, to the rest of the world. In 1800, there were approximately um, only 10% of the Christian population of the world mm -hmm. outside of North America and Europe, which meant those Christians in those 
great Western areas had the obligation to obey the Great Commission. So it was very straightforward for them. The mission was going from the West elsewhere. They They looked at India and Asia, China, and the other places where Christianity had not yet been planted. And, 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 they, and they went. And um, now, a couple hundred years later, the center of gravity in the Christian population has moved southwards into Latin America and, and sub-Saharan Africa. And now it is no longer uh, from the west to the rest, but it is from everywhere to everywhere, literally. And so we find the, the, the strangest kind of missionaries, you might think they're strange, but find even immigrants and refugees leaving their places where they have been living and moving to some other place. And uh, it, it doesn't make sense in the old pattern, but these people are the new, a new kind of missionary. Mm-hmm. Even if they come in, in as tribal, troubled economic circumstances, they oftentimes bring their Christian or their Adventist faith to a, a new place. And so these, these folk are, are a new kind of missionary. So one, one, one um, reason then uh, that it's hard to define mission is that the circumstances, the historical histor- uh, circumstances of mission uh, have changed. Uh, another reason that, uh, that it's hard to define is that the job is challenging just plain challenging. Mm-hmm. Mission is about crossing boundaries for 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 God, uh, boundaries of of faith, uh, or religion, or of language, or of culture, or of geography, or all three of them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, to try to have a definition that fits what you may do in your church, Alex, with the people near near your church, right, and what you did when you were sent away from your home country and you went and lived in the country of Lebanon in another place and with uh, where the, the, the population was predominantly Muslim and to, to try to get a definition that fit all those different circumstances is, is just a challenge. So we don't flee from the task of, of defining mission, but we try to to be thoughtful uh-huh. and to give carefully nuanced uh, definitions. And that's what we're going to try to do in the next few minutes here. So I, I often hear another term, which is missions okay. with an S at the end. Okay. So there's mission and missions. Right. Now, what's the difference between the two words? They used to be used uh, synonymously uh, as, as, as the same thing until... Until maybe 30, 40 years ago, uh, then missiologists, those who study mission and teach mission, began um, uh, thinking about it really deeply. And um, they started using the term mission of God. The Latin is missio dei, but in Mm -hmm. simple language, mission of God. And they began to realize that uh, this is why there is mission because God started a mission. He started a mission when Lucifer fell and he then started a mission when Adam and Eve fell. He is continuing that mission and he will do so until the parousia, the end of all things, 
when wickedness is destroyed and and the, he takes those who have accepted his salvation into glory to to be to to be with him and so nowadays we use the word mission to refer to the thing the project that god initiated okay and we use the word missions plural to re, uh, to refer to the various ministries that uh, Christians do in obedience to God's great commission command. And that includes, of course, proclamation mm-hmm. or evangelization. We, we, we forthrightly proclaim the gospel and we invite people to accept Jesus Christ. There is also a, a, um, a, um, a social ministry of various kinds to people who are in need. There is education, there's medical care, there's all the other activities that the church does as part uh, in obedience to, to God's, to God's uh, command. The, the, the theme that wraps together the missions of the church is the theme of discipleship. You notice, uh, Alex, that uh, Jesus commanded his apostles to go and make disciples. Right. Now, they had to do some other things along the way. They had to teach them to obey all things, and they had to baptize them. But Jesus did not say, go baptize, and the job is done. He said, go and make disciples. And making disciples is what he did mm-hmm. during his time here on earth. And when you see Paul and those, their colleagues working in the early church, uh, they were they were uh, they were making disciples too. Now we're talking about um, we, we're trying to define what is mission, and let me just come back to one thing that you said. You said it's crossing boundaries. That it is something that God does. Mission with a capital M, something that God does in crossing boundaries. And you named three things. Could you just unpack this one more time for us? What are those kind of boundaries that God is crossing and invites his church to cross. Yeah, well, uh, God crossed the great boundary uh, of all in sending Jesus Christ to be incarnated into humanity. Mm -hmm. And um, now, and that was, he is the greatest missionary, whoever was. So mission with a capital M, singular, is God's act of sending Christ and then of commissioning his church at the uh, at Pentecost and then giving them spiritual gifts with which to do his missions uh, that he gives them and as we in as believers uh, understand our spiritual gifts then uh, we are supposed to accept them and and develop them and use them to the max in his mission and uh, they're really different. Some people are really quiet. And some people are outspoken. Right. Some are are the, the quiet people who will who who will maintain the church and every all the working of the church. And they love that. For them, that is their personal mission that they are doing as part of the church's missions. And others have many many different roles. And so uh, the important thing is that we we should do faithfully what God has gifted us to do in the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, 
help fill, remind me of the rest of your right. question. The rest of my question was, it's God has crossed boundaries, and we know that many of our cross-cultural missionaries are crossing boundaries. What kind of boundaries are they crossing for the sake of mission, for the sake of God's mission? Well, it used to be, uh, even when I was a child and my family was sent to Africa, that uh, the world religions were over there somewhere. Mm -hmm. in Somewhere in India, Africa, China. And back home here, I'm speaking for myself in America, uh, here's where Christian folk were located. And, and so um, then that was a primarily a Christian to Christian mission mm -hmm. that people did in, in North America. During my lifetime, that has changed completely. And nowadays, the, the, the people are right next door in North America, mm -hmm. but it, and actually most countries of the world. There are Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, and the other people, maybe some who have no faith whatsoever, or they follow other religions right next to the church. And so uh, on, uh, for, for almost all Adventist churches, it means the local church um, looking for the boundaries that it needs to cross around it. And, and uh, sometimes those are cultural. So what is the culture of the local church? Mm -hmm. Now, who, are the, who is in the, con the community? Uh, so you go, people from culture A needing to be cross-cultural missionaries mm -hmm. to culture B or culture C or culture D. Or uh, Seventh-day Adventist Christians needing to cross the boundary to Muslims, Hindus, or Buddhists, or, or atheists, or mm -hmm. uh, secular folk right next door. So that that's really what um, all almost all church members uh, are going to do. They, they are going to do uh, missions in, in, in multiple ways. It's no longer enough for the church in one particular location to have uh, one nice method that they like to use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the method that wins the people... Uh, uh, one mile to the north of the church is not the same method that will win the folk one mile to the south of the church. And they have to be a, a, adaptive to the people that they are, are, are touching. There's another kind of cross-cultural missionary, and that is the kind that you and I were, uh, and, and, and in a way we, we are, we're still working, uh, but... <clears throat> and that is that the church officially chooses us and sends us and says that we should go to another country and work in another in another culture. Right. And that's where we cross. Then we cross um, multiple cultures. So when my family went to Malawi uh, when I was a child, we had to learn Chichewa. And, of course, we, we, we had a long trip. We traveled across oceans. And, and in that particular case... A lot of the people were already Christians, but there were Muslims there, and there were animists there, and there, mm -hmm. you know, they they were there, and definitely we crossed the cultural barrier besides the the language, the linguistic barrier, and so this this uh, Alex, you probably sense in my continuing discussion here why it's hard to discuss a defined mission because it's so multifaceted right, 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 right. to put your finger down and say, oh, this is it. Mm -hmm. This is that, and this is it, and this is not it. Well, that's that's a hard, that's a hard 
thing well, to Well, let me say what. Well, let me say how I hear this yeah. right now. God has crossed major boundaries in order to reach out to to us as humans. So we do mission when we join Him in that, right. and are ready to cross boundaries and the boundaries we i've heard so far are this can happen locally or it can happen internationally right. those are the religious boundaries uh cultural boundaries boundaries of distance and time boundaries of language so w- whenever we as a church as individuals as families um not just do something to those who are very easy to 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 reach or to talk to but Wherever we need to cross some kind of boundaries, being a forward motion, overcoming something, that would be doing the work of me. It, the mission is God's, and what we do is missions, plural. Right. <laughs> Did I hear this correctly? Yeah, from yeah that's correct. Okay. In a, a simple definition, maybe, uh, it, uh, mission is the church. Uh, crossing boundaries mm-hmm. for God in obedience to his uh, to in participation with his great mission to lost humanity and we 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 do that in different ways in different styles and the world is so diverse uh, and the population is growing so fast that um, we uh, there is room for every kind of of talent and giftedness in the church and the, and we need to the church needs to empower them all and use them all in in his mission. Gordon, what is a missionary then? How how would you describe the word missionary? All right, that's a good good question. Um, yeah, I've I've seen Adventists respond to that in different ways. I, I've seen the person who goes on a two week mission trip and he comes back and he says, oh, "I'm a missionary. I was right. a missionary for two weeks." And then you have done institute with my wife Cheryl, mm-hmm. and sometimes she has people on the inst- going uh, through the three week training program in Mission Institute, uh, being sent officially by the General Conference, and they say, "Oh no, we're not missionaries." And usually the reason is that they aren't pastors or church mm-hmm. planters, mm-hmm. and maybe they don't even feel that they can preach in the pulpit. And they said, we're not missionaries. Some, there's another reason, Alex. Some people, because of the memory of the uh, modern uh, missionary movement with its association with colonialism, sometimes think that missionary is, is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the stereotypical view of a missionary as the white guy with a pith helmet uh, <laughs> Uh, marching through the jungle, going to try to convert, quote, heathen, unquote, people to, to be brought into his church. And um, it's, it's a negative um, uh, picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, that's another big topic that we, right. we, don't, we can't develop. But re- really, um, uh, a, the mission, as I've said already, Adventist mission is no longer from the West to the rest. It's from everywhere to everywhere. So that stereotypical image uh, does not fit. So um, a mission, there are two broad ways in which I 
think it's appropriate to define missionary. One is that every believer is a missionary if she is using the spiritual gifts the Holy Spirit has given in obedience to God's command, participation with with his mission in a general sense. Uh, In another sense, though, it's good to reserve the term for a specialized use, Mm -hmm. and that is for somebody that the church sends to cross a culture. Specifically, you, uh, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, you, please, from culture X, Y, Z, please go over there to culture A, B, C, where they speak a different language and, and, and work in different, different capacities. You know, the same applies, Alex, to the term minister. Actually, every believer has a ministry. Mm-hmm. Every believer can be called a minister. But we, we also use the term minister in a specialized way where we say a, a, a minister is, is somebody who pastors a local church. Some ordained and some not ordained, but they still pastor a local church. So we use the same thing as missionary. Everybody's a missionary. Yeah, the, the one who went for a two-week mission trip to some other place, let them say they're missionary. Um, they may be a I, promising missionary. <laughs> I, hope, I hope back home... They, they're actually a missionary in right. their home church right? because their work in their home church is probably more important to God's mission than two weeks somewhere in a strange place because they didn't learn the, the culture or the, or the language over there. Right. But back home, they can really use the gifts that God has given them. <clears throat> and the person who, and a local pastor in the local district uh, serving uh, in, uh, in his home culture is a missionary. But then he, uh, it's also the specialist who is sent abroad to a, a different place. Gordon, thank you. So we looked at three words. We looked at mission, we looked at missions, and we looked at the word missionary. That, that was very helpful today. In the little time that we have left, um, I would really like to ask you this question. You just recently published a book um, titled Introduction to Adventist Mission. Why would you wish that every missionary or every person who desires to make a difference in missions, in God's mission, um, would read this book? Well, the book is written from an Adventist perspective, and it, it is an, a humble attempt to, to, to cover the topic broadly. Um, I think it's important to study missions from this book or other good books that are, are there, because mission is a great topic. I think it's the greatest topic in the world. And sometimes people are, have a lot, of, lot more zeal and enthusiasm than knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Adventists just want to get out there and do something. And uh, sometimes in wanting to get out there and do something, they can be counterproductive. And what they do turns out uh, not actually to help God's mission. And so if it's that important, if it's that critical that Christ has given us his own commission, shouldn't we study about it? We study other topics. We study about salvation. We study about the Sabbath, God's law, all the other things, what Jesus did for us on the cross. Why not study about God's mission? And, and my hope and my prayer is that this, uh, this uh, one book 
uh, my uh, would would be a help to the Seventh Adventist Church in in enhancing our general shared knowledge about God's mission to humanity. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, the book is available on Amazon, uh, Amazon for Kindle, uh, for any apps uh, that are part of the Kindle family. It's just a one click away from um, most of us who are using the, um, this, this particular outlet for books. Um, I've just uh, recently read it. It's very new, and I've been um, blessed very much by it. And it, it is an inspiration for a lot of reflection and practice. So we encourage all of our listeners to pick up a copy and, uh, and just dive into the amazing world of Adventist mission. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Alex. Good to be with you. This concludes this week's episode of the IWM podcast. You'll find the link to the book in the show notes to this episode, or you can simply search for its title by typing Introduction to Adventist Mission on the Amazon online bookstore. This episode is the very first one in the new 2019 year. Many more are coming. You see, At IWM, we are eager to keep discovering insights from the Holy Spirit about Adventist missions. We're eager to practice missions together as a community and with our Lord who actually owns it. There's so many things, friends, that are ahead of us in this new year. For us as a learning and practicing community, there is a future. There will be weekly podcast episodes and monthly webinars We'll be hosting online discussions and forums. For those who will want to develop specific skills and competencies, we'll be releasing courses and educational programs. As always, the Institute of World Missions specializes in hosting at least three three-week sessions of Mission Institute in this new year. In the coming several weeks, we'll be working on rebuilding the Institute of World Mission website. It will truly become our home portal. We want it to be a place where you can quickly get oriented in the available and upcoming learning and exchange opportunities. For now, each episode of this podcast is already available on the website. Type instituteofworldmission.org with no spaces to choose IWM podcast under training to have access to this and other episodes and show notes. I'm your host, Alex Ott. We'll always be happy to hear from you. Simply send me an email to otta at gcadventist.org. We'll see you next week.